we truly do share in a wonderful thing this morning. And um, for over 2,000 years, the church has met together to worship the Lord, to worship Jesus, to give thanks, and uh, uh, to, uh, to gather together to um, encourage one another. And um, I, I hope that uh, we don't see that as just commonplace. It's a sacred thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a wonderful grace from God. And um, I just want to give thanks to the Lord this morning for that. And also, um, I'm going to try to stick to my script here. I don't want to get all jumbled up here. So I'm going to do some reading this morning. And uh, I hope that this is an encouragement and a blessing to you. And uh, so here we go. I know that there are some things that may resonate with you when reading or studying the Bible that may not have the same effect on us both or as as frequently, but one of those things that seems to have an effect on me is having historical context that seems to make it come alive even that much more. So with that being said, I hope you don't find it strange this morning when I read what might seem to be an obscure extra-biblical letter from about 2,000 years ago. It is a letter that gives us some insight to what it was like for the early Christians and the obstacles, trials, and persecutions they faced. To set this up before I read the letter, we can see in Scripture, we can recall this, that the Apostle Paul instructed believers to stand firm in Ephesians chapter 6 by putting on the whole armor of God so that they may be able to withstand in the evil day. Then there is James chapter 1, 2 and 3. Chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your, of your faith produces steadfastness. Also, First Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I believe these authors had in mind the the trials that are going to be described in the letter. Also, you will see in you will see in this letter how the early Christians met and worshipped and how they conducted themselves, and even how the deification of Christ was not, as some would tell you, that it was an invention of the later church councils, but was firmly established in the early church. As I read this letter, give some thought as to which kingdom are you in. Is your faith superficial Or will it stand the tests that are described in this letter? Do you treasure Christ and fear God above all else, or are you more afraid of men who may be able to kill the body but not have the power to cast it into hell as Jesus instructed us? So the following letter is the the text of a letter that I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce his name. I think it's Pliny the Younger. He was a lawyer, an author, and a magistrate of the Roman Empire. And he wrote to Emperor, the Roman Emperor Trajan around the year A.D. 110, which was quite early in, in church history. So here we go. It is my custom, majesty, to refer to you 
everything about which I have doubts. For who can better check my hesitation or inform my ignorance? I have never attended examinations of Christians, and therefore I do not know what or how far it is customary to investigate or to punish. And I felt considerable hesitation as to whether age should take into consideration or whether the weak should be differentiated from the stronger, whether pardon should follow repentance, or whether the one who had completely abandoned Christianity should benefit, and whether the name of Christian itself, absent of crimes, or the crimes inherent in the name should be punished. Meanwhile, I have followed this procedure in the case of those who were denounced to me as Christians. I asked them if they were Christians. If they confessed that they were, I asked a second and third time, threatening with punishment. I ordered those who persevered to be led away. For I did not doubt that whatever it might be, they confessed certainly their stubbornness and unshakable obstinacy ought to be punished. There were others of a like madness who were Roman citizens, and I took note of their names for sending to the city for trial. Presently, because of the existence of the investigation, as often happens, the accusation became widespread and more cases came up. An anonymous pamphlet was handed in with the names of many persons. I thought I should release those who denied that they were or had been Christians. When following my lead, they first invoked the gods and offered incense and wine to your image, which for this purpose I had ordered, brought in with the images of the gods, and afterwards cursed Christ. It is said that those who, real, who are really Christians cannot be forced to do any of these things. Others named in the indictment said they were Christians but presently denied it. They had been Christians but had stopped some two years, other many years ago. A few, twenty years passed. All of them reverenced your image and the images of the gods and cursed Christ. They testified that this was the whole of their crime or error, that they had met regularly before dawn on a fixed day and recited an antiphonal ode, that is a song of praise, to Christ as to a God, and took an oath not for committing any crime, but instead for committing thefts, for not committing, I'm sorry, for not committing thefts, robberies, or adulteries, nor to refuse to repay a deposit. They had even stopped doing this after my edict, by which, in accordance with your commission, I had forbidden associations to exist. I believe it all the more necessary to find out the truth from two slave women, whom they called deaconesses even by torture. I found nothing but depraved and immoderate superstition. Therefore, suspending the investigation, I, haste, I hastened to consult you. It seems to me a matter worthy of consultation, especially because of the number endangered. For many of every age and every rank, and even of both sexes, are called into danger and will be called. The contagion of this superstition was spread not only through towns, but also villages and even rural areas. Certainly it is clear enough that 
temples deserted are being are beginning to be filled and sacred rites long lapsed are resuming along with the sale of sacrificial victims for which rather recently there were only occasional buyers this means that the uh, roman empire was showing signs of revival their system and they saw christianity as a threat to that from this it is easy to conclude that the mass of mankind can be reformed if an opportunity is given to repent. The world sees this as foolishness. The, the worldly systems, the powers that are in high places, see the cross as foolishness. Uh, they think that we need to be reformed, uh, even back then. And even today, it's still, it's still occurring. So... Uh, I just uh, I thought that that letter was rather interesting because we see the same things under the sun, the same things occur. Um, but we're here today. We're here to worship the Lord and and to to lift Him up and and I pray that your faith is is built up today. That it is by the Word of God, you are uh, going to stand firm, knowing that Christ is our strength. He is our power and. Um, uh, that we will be able to stand in the day of trial. So let's pray. Our Lord, our God, we thank you today, Lord, that we are able to gather again together uh, to worship you, to worship your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus, in whom you have given for our salvation to bear our cross and shame. Lord, we pray, God, today that uh, our hearts are tuned toward you, Lord, that um, we truly are Uh, looking to you for the strength that we need, Lord, that we might stand firm, and we know that it is by your grace, God, your grace alone, that we will be able to stand. And we again thank you for the solid foundation of Christ. We thank you for uh, the hope that you bring to our lives, Lord, even in hard, desperate situations, Lord. you You are always with us. So we again thank you for your love that has been put on display for us through Christ. And again, Pray your blessing upon our day, upon our worship service, to the glory of your name. Amen.